Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Rod Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. And I am by myself tonight as Anne has mysteriously disappeared. So we don't know what's going on, and I'm really really worried about her. So, anyways, we have a great show for you tonight, with or without my lovely co-host, but preferably with. As you know, what do you people do with leftovers? I know what I do with them. I eat them, actually. Uh, but some people, you know, they try to figure out, what do you do with them? And some people take them and they make other things out of them that are sometimes better than the original things they made. So what I decided to do is we had just completed a three-part show with uh, Steve Parson and Marla Brooks and Anne and, uh, on Haunted Objects, and we had a ton of leftovers from it. So uh, what I decided to do, and also we had just completed, Steve and I just did uh, The Mysterious World, and we had stuff that we didn't use in the show, and it was a waste because some of that stuff was really, really good. But uh, we decided to put together a show using some of these things. So, anyways, that's what the show is tonight. You're listening live right here on Tojanet and Pararex. And sooner or later, Anne may or may not be here, unless she's gone into the Bermuda Triangle. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was something we didn't get to discuss on the most haunted audit show, which is uh, one of my uh, prized possessions that I carry in my uh, collection. And that is uh, haunted items from a... uh, Haunted funeral home, and this is it, really an interesting story. What the items are is a Bible uh, with hand notes on it, the photograph of a woman, and a brooch, and 
So I got these items, and uh, they were found in an old rotten uh, shoebox. And the shoebox was uh, found in the basement of a haunted funeral home. So what I did is got them. So I want to tell you a little about the funeral home itself. And it's called the Jacob Yes, I know. The Jacob Brothers uh, Funeral Home in uh, Kokomo, Indiana. And this is where the haunting part comes in. It was the only black-owned uh, funeral home in the uh, city of Kokomo. And it goes back to uh, the 1901. And it has a long legend of being haunted. So this guy bought the thing and was remodeling it, and all crazy stuff started to happen to him. So uh, before I get into it, I believe we have my co-host with us. Andy, you with us now? Hello. How are you? Hi. Hi. Sorry yeah, about thought, that. We thought you wanted to be a triangle or something. So. Yeah, well, you know, everything was fine until I went to log in and then crash and burn. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love technology, but here I am. So there you go. <laughs> so anyways, let me talk a little bit about this. Uh, it, it has some strange things about the, the courthouse is just down the street from the funeral home. And what would happen is they used to uh, hang the uh, criminals at the courthouse and then ship them down the street to the uh, funeral home. And it was it was strange because in the in the back of the building were slave doors, and which it didn't make sense because as I mentioned it was a black owned funeral home. So this this building has a lot of strange things that were going on. But anyways, uh, when this guy bought the funeral home and started to to turn it into uh, businesses and apartments and stuff, a bunch of stuff started uh, happening. Uh, and let me get a list of some of the things it did. It says that many people that have worked here are rented for me. They hear sounds and seeing black shadows during all hours. One of the things that turned me into a believer was that uh, even my children have seen these black fogs that move from room to room. And they're not sure what happened. There's also whispers in the hall, and lights would go in and out by themselves, uh, leaving, you know, they would shut the lights out and come back and they'd find the lights on in the room, and uh, some of them would even see the light switch turn on and off, and water as well, the faucets would go on and off as well. And finally, uh, when the people came to do some of the work in there, they all uh, complained about hearing a high-pitched drilling noise coming from the basement. So... Uh, one, this guy, uh, to humor his wife, uh, got a psychic to come in, and uh, the psychic was a nice lady, but she was extremely scared of this place and told, me, told her that it was evil and there was lots of uh, horrible things that were happening here, and uh, told him he was playing with fire. So, anyways, he had a local uh, Christian preacher come in who sprayed me with something <laughs> and prayed and uh, it worked for a few days but then it got worse uh, so 
finally, uh, he, like I said, he found all these possessions in cardboard boxes in the basement that were supposed to be buried with the bodies and never were. So he decided to, like all uh, entrepreneurs, he decided to sell them. <laughs> Get them away from him and make some money at the same time. Nice. So anyways, that's how I got in possession of them. And uh, uh, one of the most intriguing photographs I ever received is I, as I took the, uh, uh, the, the items and placed it in front of a mirror and I took a photograph. And then the photograph, you see a face in the mirror, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. And wow. when, I, when I received the items, I brought them to a, a psychic and we filmed them. And uh, they were not open. They were still in the sealed package. So we, we brought them to her. She opened them up in, in front of us, right on the table. And just as she opened them, the camera went all statically and went out. And then huh. it came back in. So it was kind of neat. And the, wow. those, I've had those possessions for a long time. Nothing uh, terrible has happened to me. But uh, uh, that's what I, one of my favorite possessions that I have. Wow. It's, uh, the uh, woman's items from the haunted funeral home. So there you go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what do you do with your leftovers? Well, I have my leftovers. Uh, you have to open them up, hold on, and have oh, a little, what do you do a little computer thing going on tonight here. But Oh, what do you do with your leftovers when you have leftovers that, you know, after Thanksgiving or? After Thanksgiving? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Thanksgiving or, or any other meals. Don't you eat we, the leftovers? We eat them. Exactly. We, we, we cook them up and we eat them. And that's what this show is all about. It's different forms. We enjoy <laughs> your leftovers again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, I'm just trying to get to them. Mm -hmm. Come on, leftovers. Open up. Oh, my goodness. Um. Sorry. Mm, okay. Just keep babbling. So, listen, you said, oh, nothing bad ever happened to me. So, you haven't exactly had the greatest fall, I just no, have to that's, say. That's something else, but that's another Yeah, thing. well, you know, you never know. That's all I'm saying. You never but know what? You never know where your bad fortune comes from? Oh, I don't know. There's, uh, there's so many, I mean, there's so many people that are... Uh, you know, I mean, you talk about crazy stuff. I mean, look at this this guy, Navy Lieutenant George Pryor, 30, died while playing golf in Allerton, Virginia, due to a sudden and extreme allergic reaction to Darafil, a fungicide used to maintain the green in the golf Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so Pryor, to, uh, Pryor had a habit of carrying his tea in his, in his uh, teeth, uh, between tracks. Uh, and unknownst to him, he ingested a small amount of the chemical and, and died. The number's up. So, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, and, and then, this, of course, there's this other guy, uh, Carlo Ricardo Gomez de Silva, 26-year-old soccer fan, Brazilian soccer. He was killed when a full-size porcelain tuna toilet was dropped in his head during a soccer riot. During the match between Santa Cruz and Panama City at the uh, stadium in Brazil, a large riot erupted. Several fans began tearing out toilets and throwing them off the stand. Wow, what a way to go. Hit, killed them, killed by a toilet. God, so, your life just totally went right down the crapper. Yeah, honestly. So, All right, listen, I got my story. All right, I got, that's what I'm I got about. my haunted object. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Sorry for the delay, folks. Okay. okay. So this particular haunted object uh, came from our good friend Kat in Canada, Cat mm-hmm. Gomez, and she had given me actually three haunted objects. She's mm-hmm. so fortunate as to have had three of these things in her life. Uh, so this is the second one she sent me, and this is uh, the creepy haunted doll. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves a good creepy doll, don't they? Where was this at Sparkless when I was looking for creepy haunted dolls? I don't know. I asked you about it and you said, oh, I don't have any. Oh, I didn't have it then. In September? This is Cat's creepy haunted doll. This oh. is not my creepy haunted doll. Moving on. Okay. I, if I had it in September, I would have gladly mm-hmm. put it out there mm-hmm. for you. Okay? Not me. So, Cat says about five years ago, My best friend's mother gave Lily, her daughter, a gorgeous porcelain doll for Christmas. It had been a part of her collection for a few years, but as she had no grandchildren, she wanted Lily to have it. We exchanged Christmas while we were out to dinner, and Lily was seven and asked me to take her to the washroom. And while we were away from the group, she got very upset. She told me that there was something wrong with that doll. Now, keep in mind, this kid had just been given the doll. It was really pretty, but she felt there was a ghost in it. I said, okay, I'll have a look at it at home. And I always take these things seriously. We got the doll home, and she left it in its box at the front door that night. Lily's room is directly above the front door. She said she heard a man calling to her while she slept, and he kept waking her up. Uh, I was pregnant with Connor at the time. The doll gave off a weird vibe, but I couldn't hear anything. We moved the doll to the basement. Lily told me the man kept telling her to do bad things and would swear at her when she told him no. Raph was in the basement. This is Kat's husband. Working on something near the doll box, he got shoved hard from behind. I told Raph we needed to bind this doll so it can't bother us. Being pregnant, I didn't want to do anything that might risk the baby. Binding a spirit, I put in the category of risk. Raph didn't get to it that night. I had a strange dream where I was walking down a street with a group of people all dressed in suits, but surrounding me like bodyguards. It was a very bright day, but as we turned a corner, it became pitch black, and I felt someone running towards me to hurt me. One of the bodyguards blocked him, and everything was bright again. The dream then cycled, and I went through the whole scene again. After he was blocked again, one of the bodyguards said, bind him, red cord, nine knots. The next day, Raph put the doll in a plastic bag, filled the box with salt, frankincense, myrrh, and cypress shavings. He tied the box shut with red yarn and tied nine knots. Then he took the box to a storage unit we had. We have had no problems since, but disposed of the doll because Lily was so afraid of it. Mm. And further to the story, when I told my friend what happened, she told me that they had fought some kind of demonic presence at her mom's place. This is the woman she got the doll from, right? And they gave it to a kid. Yeah. Tied to one of the dolls, but they didn't know which one. 
Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we figured out which one it was. Can you imagine? Oh. oh. Let's just take a random shot and give a kid a doll. But, That's why you should always have Ben Helsing's special spray. Oh, there, there you go. At all times with you. <laughs> Protect you from all that evil crap. <laughs> well, anyway. yeah, definitely. Could have just doused all those dolls. Trust and, me, I doused it one time when I was at the uh, pole dancing studio. <laughs> really? Mm. Really? Uh huh. What did you douse with uh, Van Helsing's special spray? Takami, everything. <laughs> if you read the first Ghost Chronicles book, you would realize oh. the story behind it. And if you haven't, pick it up. It's one of the fun chapters in the book. That's so anyways, funny. that was pretty cool. That is, that is kind of a really, really yeah. amazing story. story. I'm not going to yeah. say crazy because I believe oh, crazy. the okay. things that Kat tells me because yeah. she's, she's very, very, she's psychic and yeah, she's had a lot happen to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've known her for a long time. Yes, we have. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm just so worried about that storage unit because she puts a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, she said they got rid of it. Oh, good. <laughs> At the end, she said they, they took it out of the storage unit. The storage unit's going to be haunted with all the stuff she puts in I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be, like, slime oozing down the, the, <laughs> the, the gate or whatever. Hey, I got something for you. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, you're, you're an avid taphophile, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Well, this Welsh paints, paints Welsh house painter by the name of John Rene, R-E-N-I-E, died in 1832. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a very unusual inscription on his grave. It's a form of a grid, 19 squares across, 15 squares high. Each square has a letter. The center row, for example, is O-J-S-E-I-L-E. R E H E R E L I E S J O. You can make out some of the words clearly. It says here and lies. And in uh, that string alone, you can see that. But why is it all? You know, this is also John, too, it's jumbled. Um, mm-hmm. So after 170 years, a local uh, TV station finally analyzed it and determined that it was a type of uh, acrostic. Puzzle, R O S T I C puzzle, uh, starting with the letter H in the very center and working outwards. And the sentence, here lies John Rene, can be read in 46,000 different ways. Some people say Rene was trying to fool the devil to save his soul, but the local vicar think he was just having a little fun. Isn't that cool? How to mess with people after you're dead, yeah, right? I, I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost kind of Scrabble-like, too. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, you is see another, that? Which, which is another... No, I haven't, but oh, I, from okay. the descript, what you're describing, it sounds yeah. like almost like a Scrabble board. Yeah, but it's, it's all fiddled in with, with, with letters, so... Yeah. yeah. I've probably <laughs> seen it, and I don't even realize it. Yeah. It's a, you it's should post it to our page, Ron. Oh, uh, yeah, I could do that. You I could. Should. That would be helpful. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, so I do have one more story from Kat, unless you have something else. 
No, no, no. That's what the show was all about. All right. The show was all about leftovers. All right. Well, these are definitely my leftovers. Mm -hmm. So I know I was, uh, you know, it just, those three shows we had were great. And and I hope that people who are listening to us um, tonight have gotten a chance to listen to all three of our our crossover shows because it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, but the last show we got to, we kind of got so caught up in um, the dearly departed items um, that we didn't have time to fit in all our haunted objects, which yeah. is, you know, which is fine because it was a super, to me, I thought it was a super interesting show. Um, all the shows were interesting. So, but anyways, so, See, so no. I'm, I'm like, I'm like me. Mala is not, she didn't know how to keep it going. You know, I only put my guests on 10, 15 minutes and boom, I kicked their sorry asses out of there. Oh, Jesus. So that we can get down to our other stuff. So, uh, Uh, yes. uh, But yeah, it was a good show. And in fact, you can listen to all three of them if you want. If you lose three hours of your life. (laughs) Uh, Mala has posted them on her website. It's uh, all together. She put them in one file. So there you go. There you go. All right, carrying on. Well, I, I, can I just throw in there, though, if, okay. if you're, like, on a road trip, like, my, my friend Lizzie drives all over, and yeah. she listens to Ghost Chronicles podcasts when hey, she's Lizzie. driving. She does. Mm-hmm. So that would be a perfect road trip. Um, Long road trip. <laughs> if you're going, well, if you go, I, anything, I call road trips, you know, anything over, like, four hours, three, four hours. That's our oh, road okay. trip. So you got plenty of time to listen to us, and. Yeah, I call anything over half half an hour a road trip. Half an hour. <laughs> Actually, like fifteen minutes, and it's pretty much a road trip. Oh God! All right, so here's here's um, my last uh, haunted object story. Oh. Ah. So, well, this is what I had, man. Well, I might have. Oh. I have a short little one after this, but okay, okay. So this is called the haunted Rowan tree, Ooh. and it's, this is really funny because. Um, Rowan is my maiden name, but it's R-O-A-N, not R-O-W-N, as in this story. So, the haunted Rowan tree, and Kat says, this story is more cool than scary. And so she says, Raph, this is her husband, uh, it's short for Raphael, has a lathe and wanted to try his hand at turning wands. He ordered some rowan wood from England that had been taken from a felled tree near a burial cairn. He got eight pieces, and one of the pieces was twisted and bulging, like the tree had been injured in a storm and grew around the injury. The wood vibrated and hummed when you touched it. It was very cool. Lily, her daughter, was probably four at the time. I handed her the twisted piece and said, what do you think? She said, it's very crowded. I wasn't sure what she meant, so I asked her to elaborate. And she said, well, there are a lot of people attached to it by strings. They're floating above it like kites. They're trapped. It's sad. We still have the wood, and nothing bad has ever happened, but I don't think Raph will be using the twisted piece for anything. (laughs) So that was her little last little haunted object story which i thought was really interesting because lily also has this gift or well i don't know if everybody looks at it as a gift but she has that same gift that cat has this insight so interesting. yeah 
Very yeah, crowded. It's funny you mentioned the wood because I have uh, a piece of wood from uh, a tree where a witch was uh, killed. And uh, if you burn this wood, it actually burns blue. And uh, this is a long story off the go into it sometime, but it's a, a long story about how this woman who was called a witch that was killed and and uh, behind it, and like I said, I, it has a lot to do with this tree, and I actually have a piece of this wood. Hmm. So, kind of cool. So anyways, ah. uh, you know, uh, there are different ways that uh, this, you know, that we talk, you can kick the bucket, and, and I want to talk about this guy, Abdul Aliassi. He was a 23-year-old me- member of Al-Qaeda from Saudi Arabia. Oh. He thought, yeah, he, he uh, decided that he was going to uh, kill uh, the, the prince, uh, the deputy minister of the interior of Saudi Arabia, Naif. Uh, so he waited outside uh, Naif's home, posing as a well-wisher. And uh, as he greeted uh, Naif, uh, he pressed the uh, button on his cell phone which activated a suicide bomb, which contained one pound of plastic explosives. Uh, Some of the remote activation electronics he had hid inside his uh, rectal cavity. Oh, really? Asari was killed instantly upon detonation, but Daif received only minor energies due to Ashid's body absorbing all the energy because it was up his butt. And Where do you find these things? I'm just telling you. What How is this a haunted object? It's not a haunted object. This is strange. This is mystery world. This is the other leftovers it's from another show. Strange. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's strange. My all right. Our mysterious world. That's that's my other show that you would had your leftovers and I had my leftovers. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Lovely. He, had, he had been hiding explosives up his butt for 24 hours prior to, uh, <sighs> so he could, so he could uh, avoid all the uh, detection. Anyways, this tunes. We have to go. I'll leave you on that happy note. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with the Anna Rod. We'll be right back after the following messages right here on RX. I told you that. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I'm never sure when that music is going to end. And welcome to our leftovers show, Halloween leftovers, instead of Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so did you have a nice Halloween, Ron? I didn't get a chance to chit-chat with you at the beginning. I hate Halloween. What? Of course. Blasphemy. It's the most, most commercialized, cropped up quality of the world. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Christmas takes that spot. Oh, no, no. Spot. Christmas is so mm-hmm. much better. I already brought down yeah. my Christmas decorations, and I'm preparing my extravaganza. So, yeah, that's okay. my Okay. Well, so, uh, uh, whatever you say. Next time, don't ask what you don't want to hear. Oh, uh, so, I didn't ask anything. I just asked you how just you asked how my Halloween was. was, and I told you. Well, whatever. 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 Moving right along. I love Halloween. Mm, I know I you do. Want it and want to take it down. Yeah, well, you could. I mean, it's you could leave painful. it up until you know Easter, like a lot of people do. I would love to. And you know what? I got a skeleton, like a poseable skeleton this year. Mm-hmm. Like he's like yep. five feet tall. Mm-hmm. I can. He can stand up. He can sit in a chair. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. There's a. Uh, there was this house uh, by me that. Uh, had a skeleton on his porch year-round, and what he would really? do, he dressed him up in, uh, you know, like... Seasonally? The, well, not so much seasonally, like, for instance, and, and kind of seasonally, like, in the summertime, he would dress him up in uh, Red Sox paraphernalia, or in, in the fall, it would be uh, Patriots, and and then in the winter, of course, uh, Bruins or Celtics. And, oh, uh, so yeah, he's so. a sports, sports guy, sports yeah. skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I love it. Fortunately, he sold his house, so... The skeleton. Oh, damn it. That's right. The skeleton moved to the house next to him. Well, I kind of, I have, um, I have a skeleton actually, um, affectionately known as Bony Tony. You know Bony. He's yeah, been on the I set. Know. Yeah. He's been on the set, and he's no, he is actually in my uh, my family room all year long right. because he's wooden and he's he stands kind of over in the corner and. I put Santa hat on him and bunny ears, and he's kind of seasonal. So I, I do keep a skeleton out all year round, too. I had a uh, house that I did an investigation on. This woman had a 
mannequin, but it wasn't just like, you know, a mannequin with no face on it. It had it actually had a face and it was a full size mannequin. Ooh. And she used to have her wedding dress on this thing all the time. It was oh my the God. freakiest thing you that's, ever saw. That's that's freaky. Kind of like, that's very freaky. That would freak me out. Yeah, freak she me had out. her wedding dress on it. Yeah, that skull that uh mannequin was always dressed in a wedding dress. And it, and it was in a bedroom too. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just no. No. Nope, 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 nope. Was nope. like her husband still alive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really weird. Like, um, I could see if like maybe the husband was dead and maybe, you know, she lost a little bit and she uh, just wanted to be reminded. That's, that's but, that's a skeleton in her family room. Yeah, but it's <laughs> a normal skeleton. I don't have a wedding dress on it. That's well, whatever. That's know, crazy. That's crazy talk. Crazy, crazy things to one person is normal to another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say, All right, Ron. All right, Pete. Uh, so what, yeah. what, what other leftovers have you got to serve up? Well, you've got one more, too, right? Yeah. I want to I wanna give you another death because I'm really hot on death tonight. And, and this, was, this was a hot party, actually. Uh, 23 deaths at a wedding party in Saudi Arabia were killed instantly uh, via electrocution when celebratory gunfire knocked down the overhead electrical power lines onto the metal dance floor. An additional 30 were injured at the event. Oh, my God. Yep. Those Arabs shooting their guns in the air all the time. I, I found other, other ones, too, where people have been killed by bullets that came down and sapped them from celebratory gunfire. But, uh, yeah. So 30, 23 guests and not 30 injured. That's, that's, a, that's a wedding you'll never forget. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Anyway. All right, give me your other one. Okay, so my, my last one is is kind of short and sweet. And this one came from... Uh, my niece, Dina, who also had given me a couple of haunted object stories that were toys <laughs> of her children, one of which was a creepy doll that the elderly neighbor gave her daughter. Oh, my God. You know what I just realized? Right. Kat's daughter is named Lily, and so is my niece's daughter. And they both got creepy haunted dolls. Woo. Did we talk about this creepy doll before? Hmm? I think we talked about this creepy doll before. Well, yeah, I talked about my niece's creepy doll story. Uh-huh. I'm not going to okay. talk about that again. I just realized that they both had daughters named Lily. That's all. Oh, okay. And they both got creepy haunted dolls. So, oh, anyways. So Dina's third story yes. uh, was she, her, she got this music box that was her... Uh, maternal grandmothers Mm -hmm. and this music box would only play you know you had to wind it with the key Mm -hmm. it's like a really old-fashioned one and she had had the thing it sat around for quite some time just sat on a shelf somewhere and they moved they packed it away it'd been in a box for a while and she took it out again in their new home and it would just randomly play like it hadn't been wound, it nothing, you know, was just up on the shelf again, and it would just randomly play. So she just felt that that was like a some kind of uh, 
message from her grandmother as a haunted item. Told you it was short and sweet. Yeah. I heard that one before. You did? Yeah. Not from me. Yeah. I think maybe it's some... on one of the, one of the uh, other shows. Maybe from somebody else. Uh, a little bit. You're anyway. thinking of the haunted toy on the refrigerator that would uh, randomly play tunes and talk to her. I don't know. It all blends in after a while. Hmm. Anyway. So, anyways, uh, the Musky Fernand, France. Uh, this is uh, really interesting. It seems that this uh, professor in uh, the 1760s, uh, Fragnard, was his name. Fragnard? Fragnard, I guess. He was I a professor. Can't help you. <laughs> he was a professor at the at Lyons University, uh, the first veterinary school, and uh, he began skinning and preserving animals. Uh, that's what he first started doing to study him. And then he moved on to humans. Uh, at first, he no, intended, no. At first, he intended to preserve the bodies uh, to, severe, to serve as purely educational tools, but the flair for the uh, theatrical got a better room. Soon he was positioning the flayed corpses in attention-getting poses, a man astride a horse, a fetus dancing a jig, uh, but the local enthusiasts and many, many more, by the way, and local enthusiasts, uh, locals did not uh, respond local well. What? To What's that? <laughs> local, local what? Locals did not respond to his enthusiasm, as, so uh, uh, yeah, he was uh, dismissed from his position. But lucky for us, uh, you can actually see these figures at the Musky Franganade which opened in Paris in 1991. Okay. That so sounds pretty terrible. Did you ever see that, that body pot museum? It was in Philadelphia or something. Oh, no. That travel, that like travels around the world. Oh, does it? Yeah. The, the body. It's not body parts. It's, um, yeah, it's like, all like... Is it living skeletons? Or it's, yeah. it's like actual bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, No. No, that's not, my, that's not my cup of tea, huh? Oh, not mine either. No, yeah, thank so. you. Mm-mm. No, I don't want to see that. No, no, I like I like creepy stuff. I like scary stuff, but I don't like. Uh, that kind of falls into the gross category to me. I think so too. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, not my thing. Not do you my drink? Thing. Uh, do you drink carrot juice? Carrot. Carrot juice, yeah. No. No. This uh, Basil Brown, 40-year-old health food uh, advocate from Corridon, England, died after consuming 10 gallons of carrot juice in 10 days, causing him to overdose in vitamin A and uh, suffered a rapid and severe liver damage. Why would anybody consume 10 gallons of carrot juice? I have no clue. I mean, that's that's more than a gallon a day. Okay, you don't want to drink more than a gallon a day of anything, let alone carrot juice. Mm. That's that's crazy. Is that crazy? That's yeah, it is. I'm sorry, it is. You know what I wanted to talk about, and we talked we talked about this on our show um, mm-hmm. that Maureen was on. So. Oh, like I can remember that. The Dybbuk, the Dybbuk cabinet. Yeah, the Dybbuk box. The Dybbuk box, okay. Yeah. So this was one of the things that I had never heard of 
and I had pulled up on my haunt when I was doing like a search mm-hmm. for haunted objects apart from stories that friends had given me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never heard of it. So, but what I think we didn't explain a lot Mm-hmm. was kind of the background on the, like what's a dibic like people i don't know if everybody understands what a dibic is oh okay um so so basically like i would i would throw the dibic into like a malevolent spirit like a jinn yeah uh, is is would you feel that that was oh, sure. like accurate so it's it's I mean it's a restless a restless evil spirit. Yeah. Um but that was the part of it. Like why was the Divic in there? This is the like the backstory of it. Like we yeah, know they, they that used it to, to bound it. To bind it? Yeah. There's more than one Divic box. There's this bunch of Divic boxes in the world. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. it makes sense that there could be, you know. Yeah. I mean yeah. What was that? What? I don't know. Something sounded sound like an airplane landing. What? Maybe it's the maybe it's the Dybbuk. I just heard this really weird, freaky noise. That's all. Go away. <laughs> yeah, it was like seriously. Oh. Yeah, it was like. Oh, mm. uh, okay. You didn't hear that? No. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. Really. Yeah, I just heard a really weird, funky noise. Okay, well that was that was the thing about the Dybbuk. Like we talked about that Zach Baggins or whoever ended up with this Dybbuk cabinet, and but we never really talked about what what a Dybbuk was. So okay, I just wanted to clear that up. Okay, actually, if you go, if you still can go on the site, you can you can read the whole story about it and. And it talks about uh, the, the story all about this particular, and, and it has its own site, which is oddly enough, uh, dibicbox.com, which is, which is spelt D because dibic is is spelt many ways. Yeah. Uh, it's D I B B U K B O X dot com, and it tells you the whole story, and you can actually see a picture of the dibic box there. And we, Marion and I, uh, you know, had this uh, Dybbuk uh, on this, well, not the Dybbuk, but they had the owners of it, the original owner, and then this, uh, the, the museum curator uh, who bought the, the thing. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of weird things happen to us when we had them on the shows, and I still believe those shows are available on uh, ghostvillage.com if you go on there and look in the archives. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. Jason yeah. Haxton was the guy that bought it, and I believe he's written a book now about it. That's oh, cool. Yeah, Jason, <laughs> yeah, this this story that I just pulled up, uh, the man's name is Jason Haxton. Haxton. Yeah. Haxton. And the the... The thing is, like, the backstory on this, too, is that the antique dealer who had bought this cabinet gave the wine, gave it to his mother as a gift. Yeah, I described it on the show, actually. I yeah. Talked about that. yeah. And she immediately had a stroke. And I'm yeah, like, she ended up in the hospital, yeah. Oh, my God, right? That's horrible. That's horrible. So. Even more, uh, I mean, 
is well, he owned a woodworking company basically, and and the government swooped in and stole all the computers out of the thing and uh, took them away. And uh, a year later, they all came back, uh, hmm. and no explanation or anything. They just got it. Wow. But there's a, uh, a whole pile of stuff. So I I have um, it's just, a wine box basically. It's a wine box. Yeah, you keep yeah. wine in. So now on this same uh, site that I just just hopped onto to to look at the Dybbuk box, yeah. I have a haunted object that oh, cool. I don't that I have not heard of. Okay, what is it? this this is an eBay haunted painting. Oh God, no! All have right, you that's... heard of this? Which one? There's tons of them. It's called the Hands Resist Him. Yeah, it's in my book Ghost Today, which you have. All right. By the well, way. can I talk about it, or yeah, you know, sure. should we all sure. go by Ghost Today and just read it, or you know, well, we I mean, talk you about know, it? if you had read it, you would have known about it. You well, you know I'm it. sorry, I haven't read the whole thing. I've I've read pieces of it. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. So, in uh, 2000, the year 2000, an anonymous eBay seller listed a painting created by artist Bill Stoneham called "The Hands That Resist Him." And this painting is now largely considered to be one of the world's most haunted works of art. The painting features a boy and a creepy doll. Oh, there's that creepy doll again. Standing in front of a glass door. The painting was created in 1972 and purchased by Hollywood actor John Marley. It was then bought by a California couple before going up for sale on eBay, along with a dire warning about the problems involved with owning the object. According to the couple, the figures in the painting moved around at night, sometimes disappearing from the canvas entirely. This sounds like Harry Potter, doesn't it? You know how the figures <laughs> in the paintings all move I around? I never saw Harry Potter. Oh, God, what's wrong with you? The boy in the painting... I like was fantasy. Said, I can watch any of the Disney things. Oh, uh, whatever. The boy in the painting was said to actually enter the room where the painting hung, and everyone who viewed the painting reported feeling sick and weak. Small children would take one look at the painting and run from the room screaming. Adults sometimes felt like unseen hands were grabbing them, and others said that they felt a blast of hot air as if they had opened an oven. Even those who viewed the painting online claimed to feel a sense of unease, dread, or terror when looking at the painting. One person even claimed that their brand-new printer refused to print the photo of the painting. (laughs) However, it worked fine on every other print job. So the painting was purchased by an art gallery in Grand Rapids, Missouri, and when the gallery spoke to the artist who had created it, he was surprised to hear that his work was at the center of a paranormal investigation, but he did mention that two people who originally displayed and reviewed the painting had died within a year of viewing the hands that resist him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's definitely a very creepy, uh, creepy painting, but uh, I don't know. What do you there's think? A lot, there's a lot of creepy paintings out there, actually, that are supposed to be haunted. That's one of them, but there are, there are many others as well. Uh, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. If you think it's haunted, I guess it's haunted. Well, it's all comes down to personal experience. There you go. I'm like, this, I'm like this poor uh, Venezuelan fisherman, Ramon Rivera Rodriguez. Oh, God. I hope his butt didn't blow up. No, no. He woke up, uh, oh, sat up, looked all around him, and realized that he was in a coffin. It is ah! 
He probably had a heart attack and died. How the hell does anybody know that? His relatives, so scripturally, demand action and assuming the doctor who incorrectly pronounced him dead for the first time. Yeah. So there you go. So what it was he in his coffin buried in the ground? Oh, it was at his funeral. You know, the, they have uh, Oh, at his funeral, like yeah, a yeah. wake. So I he kind of just yeah. sat up. Yeah. Oh. Sat her up and looked around. I mean, there are cases where the body will sit up when uh, you know, things happen. Let's just That's true. That's true. Close. That's why they used to have the little bells. The little bells. No, no, well, no that's because being, being buried alive, but the, uh, right. yeah, okay. They didn't want people to be. But you know. there's a natural occurring when you when you die, there's certain uh, things that can uh, cause you to sit up. And that that's true. A lot. It happens in the morgue. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have heard that. I definitely heard that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's frightening. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, you know, uh, last time uh, you uh, we we yesterday's show, Steve and I talked about strange things in the world as well, and uh-huh. and I talked about you know how creatures can come in, and there are many reports of uh, creatures coming out of a toilet and biting you in the ass. <laughs> Everything from snakes to possums to other creatures. Possums. What the hell would a possum be doing in anybody's toilet? Uh, it's a lot of explanation. I explained the two ways of how critters can get into your toilet. So, uh, but anyways, there's a third way, a uh, third danger from the toilet. Okay. And this is a ten-year boy and uh, from India who uh, died when using a public bathroom when the facility's septic tank suddenly exploded. Oh the vents of the tanks had been clogged, allowing the vital volatile gas to build up and combust by some unknown ignition. The explosion caused the heavy metal lid for the tank to be launched to the air and landed on his head. Why? Okay. There you go. Do you, do all your stories involve toilets? Body, body parts? Not always. Just the interesting ones. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, do you remember that one? I mean, talk about strange deaths. Do you remember that one not too long ago in Boston where that woman was killed in a car by a uh, a uh, manhole cover? Oh, yes. That was horrendous. Yeah, that's bizarre, though. You t- I mean, you talk about strange deaths and everything. That's, yeah. Is that weird? Boy, it's just an example of when your number is up, it's, it's up. up. Yeah. It's up. Like, there was just... Oh, I just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just, and it's, it's. I have no words. Mm. Leaves me speechless that something could happen to somebody that fast and just, boom, gone. And it is bizarre. It is very, very bizarre and horrible, and horrible. Yeah, I know, I know. So. Do we have time for more haunted objects? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Squeeze one. Right that, or I got, or I got the uh, guy that was killed by the portable toilet. Oh, my God. <sighs> Why do men never outgrow toilet humor? I don't get it. Uh, you know, I'm don't just warning it. people don't feel so safe in the bathroom anymore. Check that oh, toilet. Oh, my God. You know, I used to be a Cub Scout, okay? I was the den leader, the den mother, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
they, they never stop. They never stop. It's always a toilet thing. Okay, so let's move on to the haunted wedding dress Ooh, that, like dances, that dances by itself. Okay? In 1849, a girl from a rich family named Anna Baker fell in love with a low-class iron worker. Anna's father, Ellis Baker, refused to let her marry her beloved, banishing the young man from their hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania, and dooming his daughter to a life of spinsterhood. Damn it, Dad. Anna was so angry with her father that she never fell in love or married and remained bitter and angry until her death in 1914. Before her father sent her true love away, Anna had chosen a beautiful wedding dress that she intended to wear at their wedding. When the wedding did not occur, another wealthy woman from a local family, Elizabeth Dysart, wore the dress instead, gloating the entire time. Years later, the wedding dress was given to a historical society, and eventually the Baker Mansion was turned into a museum. The wedding dress was placed in a glass case in what was formerly Anna Baker's bedroom. After her death, visitors claimed to see the dress move on its own, especially during full moons. The dress sways from side to side as if an unseen bride is standing in front of her mirror, admiring herself in the gown. Investigators who have searched for drafts and other naturally occurring circumstances have come up empty-handed. One can be sure why the dress sometimes moves by itself, though many speculate that the spurned bride, Anna Baker, has reclaimed her dress at last. There you go. Just in time for pizza from the dead. Yeah, and if you want to learn more about haunted bride dresses, you can get our new book coming out in October next year because we Ooh. talk about the ghost bride of Lydia Carver. But anyways, I just want to mention one last story, and this is about this poor guy. Uh, okay. Verde Cruz, who's a 38-year-old employee of Disney World, and the father of two, he died what? while performing in his Pluto contact costume during a share of the Dream Come True parade when he was run over by the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that better than toilet joke? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, the poor man. I'm sorry. I, I know, have, but it is kind of it's just, you know it's Disney World. Well, it's Disney it's World, so and all these children saw Pluto got run over by the Beauty and the Beast. Floor. By Beauty and the Beast. It's, oh, it's so sad. So sad. It's so funny. <laughs> oh God! You pick on me. Ah. And before uh, we go, I want to I want to mention one more thing. And yes. It, and I really pissed about this and this Uh-oh. is the Watertown Cemetery was uh, vandalized again uh, they destroyed a bunch of the tombstones and a statue Mount uh, Auburn? Uh, it's in Watertown I don't know that's, where it is that's, it's on the border there yeah oh, so yeah, yeah so yeah that fires me up Let gets me back too yeah gets my dander up so, anyways, we want to thank you so much uh, for uh, tuning in and uh, sharing uh, our leftovers with you. Yes, and, thank you, everybody. That was nice. Yeah, and uh, tune in next week. Where we'll have uh, no leftovers. We'll have fresh stuff. We'll have fresh food for you all. So, there's the music. we got to go. 
Thank you so much. Good night. God bless everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. I'm hungry now. <laughs>